Ricky, why you gotta why you gotta freaking show us up, Ricky? Using choir. Welcome everybody. Only did the end, really. Welcome. Welcome to our lovely podcast. Today's episode is being brought to you by nobody. All right. So, what is our uh, topic today? What are we doing today? Today is uh, picked for each we other. Picked for each other. Thank you. Jumping in there. Sorry. We. Yes, we did. We picked for each other, and I thought it was like a great idea until I got my fucking person. Thanks, Shannon. You're welcome. So, Shannon picked for me. I picked for Ricky. And Ricky picked for Shannon. Yeah. And, like, of course, I'm sure Shannon wasn't the happiest with my person because I guess he turned out to be eh, but I guess we'll see. Um, he's got some shining moments, I guess. Wasn't much on him, I guess. What'd you just drink? I drink wine, but I drink it out of a metal glass. With yeah. with a blue... It's a tumbler. What are they? What's what are you eating? Jelly it's beans? It's a tumbler. Uh-huh. Jelly beans. Oh, it, it's a different taste when it's coming out of a metal tumbler. Oh, it tastes like shit. I'm immediately drunk. I just like, I did like hard labor around the house all day. I spring cleaned my entire downstairs, which is a super boring story. However, I'm dehydrated. <laughs> so you know what that means. We're going to get take there a quick. We're going to get this. I want to get a glass of water in you. Oh, this, coming from I'm the telling, guy. I'm telling you. Uh, this strawberry lemonade is hitting hard. That's that's yeah. some shit right there. I can tell that you're feeling good. Can you? You know, it's just like, yeah, it's just something that comes across your face. Rosie, got the glow. Thanks. AKA sweat. This is the first time it's been light out here and there at the same time. Oh, that's true. It is like super bright over there, but it's like the sun is still visible here. <laughs> Yes, put your I, I sheer know. curtain over it. It makes it. It's raised. My sheer curtain. Whatever. Ugh. We have All like right. blackout so, curtains in our ha- in our room. Do you? I know. I I don't like those just because I don't like to be fooled. <laughs> like to, I like to know what's going on. You know. Like oh, it's too late in the day. Like no, Shannon's gonna nap. She's gonna nap hard. Yep. I don't have that option. Yeah, I don't, I don't get to do that shit. All right. So. Rick, yes. will you start us off? Yeah, I'm starting off today. Um, so, yeah, so Shan, uh, sorry, Jen uh, picked Miss Eileen Carroll Wernos. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. The monster herself, I guess, right? I love her. I don't <laughs> love her. But I love the story. <laughs> it was a good movie. I mean, good fucking movie. You know, Not accurate. It's funny because, like, uh, the dude that I covered last time, the um, uh, the Italian, the Italian killer, the the what was he shoestring killer? Uh, no, he was some butcher, I think. Something. Anyway, he he had Boston he had, Yeah, there you go. He had seven kills, right? So did yeah. So did she technically? Ooh, you know what I mean. You should really gamble. Seven, lucky number seven. Well, and I'm just saying, like, I mean, she got it <laughs> way, like. It was like he was like eh, whatever. But I mean, I guess it was on the whole style that she did these. Um, so Eileen Wernos. Uh, Wait, I want to ask you a question before you get started. Uh, okay. Do you have a tendency to now that you know the story more deeply? 
favor her or really view her as a monster? Uh, I mean, this is one of those cases where it really is upbringing. You know what I mean? She had it rough her entire life. Um, Nothing was really easy for her. And, you know, she was, she was brought up rough. That's all there was to it. So, you know, it could be a case of, I think a very strong case of, um, uh, I'm a pro I'm a, a product of my environment kind of deal. So mm-hmm. do I agree with her doing what she did? No, you know, but in her, in her defense, she was saying that all of these were self-defense. Who knows? The problem is, is, problem all is these, she was a sex worker. Well, and then all of these victims were shot like point blank. So like in an intimate moment or in the back. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. Good point. Um, so she was born February 29th, the leap year baby, in 1956. Funny thing, I actually started doing research on seeing if her murderers, uh, the, the kills that she had, the seven, any of them landed on the leap year. I was hoping for at least three, so that way she could be called the leap year killer. <laughs> but uh-huh. nope. Any of them? None of them. No. None of them. I was not a, Damn it, Eileen. There was like one that was- you had like, one job. There was one that was close, but- Come on, Eileen. <laughs> Um, so, um, her father was, um, only 16 when she was born and he wasn't there as soon as she was born. So, um, he wasn't there because he was actually incarcerated. Um, I guess a little thing about her dad is he was diagnosed with schizophrenia, uh, convicted later of sex crimes against children. And eventually died of suicide by hanging in prison. So wow. he wasn't around. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. It says here later in January of 1960, uh, when she was four years old, um, Diane, her mother, abandoned all of her children, uh, leaving them with their maternal grandparents, um, mm. who legally adopted uh, her and her brother. Um, by the age of 11, Warnos began engaging in sexual activities in school in exchange for cigarettes, drugs, and school. So where that came from at 11 years old, I mean, she must have been, you know, introduced to it at a young age, Mm -hmm. which really... Wasn't she a runaway at that time? No, she, well, I mean, she was living at her grandparents' house. So, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. who knows exactly what what she was either doing there. She might've run away later on, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, Orno said that her alcoholic grandfather had sexually assaulted and beaten her when she was a child. Uh, before beating her, he would force her to strip off of her clothes. And at 14, she became pregnant, um, having been raped by an accomplice of her grandfather. Yeah. Uh, um, she gave birth to a boy at a home uh, for unwed mothers. Um, and she placed the, do- uh, the child up for adoption. She dropped out of school right after that, uh, about the same time her grandmother died. Uh, when Warnos was 15, her grandfather threw her out of the house. So that's where the runaway happens. Uh, Poor baby. And of course, just like in school, she started supporting herself by uh, being a prostitute. She Sex was like worker. Living in the woods. Sex worker, sorry. But back then, she was a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> back yeah, then she was, back she then was it was living she she was like living in the woods and shit like 
and had to oh like had to go to school all grubby but yeah she's she make it through school no 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 she left school at 15 when her when her grandfather threw her out oh okay and yeah she began living in the woods near an old home wow that could have been bad um so then she grows up a little bit um but three years later is where her criminal life really starts uh, blossoming. Um, at the age of 18, she was arrested in Colorado for driving under the influence, disorderly conduct, and firing a 22 caliber pistol from a moving vehicle. Um, she was later charged uh, with failure to appear for that. So 22 finally comes into play, and this is her weapon of choice, really. Yep. Such a weak ass. Sorry. Yes, it is. It is a super weak gun, but at point blank range, it does. Oh yeah, for sure, it does huge the job. Of damage. Does it? Does it make me weird? Because I go, God damn, you were a serial killer. Like, couldn't you have a cooler method? I think I'm a little twisted from all the true crime well, that we talk about. Right. But like, you're a serial killer. Like, just gun, really? Like, well, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, she may have been a serial killer. I, I you know, as far as her, you know, methodology, everything she used, um, her weapon of that she stuck to a specific weapon was the other thing. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of serial killers, yeah. they will always use a knife or they're always strangle. You know, hers was, they, she just used the yeah. uh, pistol. Fuckers. Can she hear me? Okay. Um, and hers was just to use the pistol. Um, and so, you know, she may have not, uh, she may not have um, uh, enjoyed it, I guess. But I mean, it was kind of like a thing that needed to be done. It's where yes, it's where it was you, a basically say, it was basically uh, she did what she had to do. She didn't enjoy it. Yeah, she did what yeah. she had to do. I think you're right on that because you know, like a lot of serial killers have, like they enjoy mm-hmm. the kill. I think she just killed because she felt like she had to, yep. right or wrong, if it was true or not, just to get by. I think that she, that's what that, she had I to think, do. Honestly, that's what's a little bit different about Eileen, and that's why I always have like a little bit more compassion for her because she just had it in her head that like she had to defend herself and so she just had to off men because yeah. they were gonna rape her or whatever, she didn't you know, get any, whatever it was she didn't get any like sexual gratification out of it no, <laughs> nothing, nothing no gratification nothing like these were a couple bucks. these could have been specifically revenge ones you know even even revenge in her unfortunate line of work um could be acceptable in cases you know like if these yeah. were like bad bad dudes you know what she i mean would be a hero and, and she could yeah and she could prove it you know what i mean that's where the defense comes up for are you with her or against her you know what i mean um it you could go either way you know but back then you know all you hear about is these seven men getting murdered in the span of a year yeah. and and that's it was a year it was a year just one year one year and that was the thing that's what, oh that's what i was saying the boston strangler was 11 months and he killed seven people you know what I mean? Oh, wow. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. seven is still a big number. Um, yeah, for sure. So uh, a little early before the killings, um, uh, she hitchhiked to Florida where she met 69-year-old Yacht Club president, um, uh, Lewis Fell. Uh, they married quickly. Um, so she was only 18. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I don't know. That's two years later. So she was 20 when she met him. Yacht club president. Yeah, sixty nine years old. So again, Hell probably yeah. just doing what she needed to do to survive. Which, you know, it. I mean, if it was a guy in the opposite, you know, position, I'm sure he would marry sixty nine year old old lady. Why not? 
so she had gotten into a couple fights with him already. Um, she also hit him with his own cane, and he got a restraining order against her within <laughs> weeks of her of their marriage. <laughs> so that's how bad it was with these two. And needless uh, to say, as soon as they got married, it was annulled. It was annulled like a year after they were married. Um, oh man, Ricky, when we get canes, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> God, you guys are going to come on camera when we're all 90 years old, still doing a podcast, just be, fucking bricks and bloody. I'm going to be trick, like tripping you. Ricky, you oh, son of a bitch. Cane. You dirty motherfucker. Ching, Now I'm be like, I'm going to have to go ding, 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 ding. Oh my God. Don't. I hope not. Um... Let's see what else. Uh, on May, in May of 1981, she was arrested in Florida for the armed robbery of a convenience store. Now she only stole $35 and two packs of cigarettes. So what she needed to do what she needed to do. Yeah. yeah she didn't have that dose, but she had um, cigarettes. She, she more than, she more than likely had a gun at this point, but she probably needed to flash it, but they, it, she wasn't arrested for a gun. Um, later, uh, five years later, she was arrested in Miami and charged with car theft, resisting arrest, and obstruction of justice for providing inf- uh, identification bearing her aunt's name. Um, the Miami police officers found a 38 caliber revolver uh, and a box of ammunition in the stolen car. So, you know, there's no telling if it was yeah. hers or in the stolen car. Uh, but she was found carrying spare ammunition and police discovered a 22 pistol under the passenger seat she had occupied. So she was trying to dump that 22 that she had. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so, okay. So around this time uh, in 1986 is when she met Tyra Moore, who is depicted in the movie. Tyra. Um, who played that? Winona? Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. That's yeah. right. Um, we have the same birthday. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they met in... Didn't she also play, play Lizzie? Yep. Lizzie Borden, yeah. Borden. I would say Borden. Borden. Is it Borden? Borden. Borden. Is it Borden? It's Borden. Borden. Lizzie like, Borden. Like Borden, Borden milk? Like Borden milk. Yeah. Off topic. Or trust the Borden's fishermen. Uh, can we take a moment? Let me see your shirt. Do you have a Led Zeppelin shirt on? Yes. You're amazing. Thank you. On a whole new level now. God, I love it. I want a Led Zeppelin. Is it, is it authentic from back in the Oops. day? Hell no. No, that's like oh. Target. Nobody I, I have, knew went listen. to fucking Led Zeppelin. <laughs> my mom was in a Motown. Listen, I have an authentic Journey shirt that my mom got at a oh, concert. Oh, shit. And I had a Boston one, but I lost it. But it has so many holes in it, I can't even. Remember karaokeing Boston? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All reminds me of that douchebag. I know. Hang on. God, what an asshole. I gotta let the cat do something. Hold on. Let the cat do something? Let the cat do something? Cats do something. You don't need to let them do anything. They, they do, do what it. they won't. Well, if the door's closed. Yeah, what song? What Boston song do we always sing? More Than a feeling. More than and the, and the, the one revved up like a deuce. Remember that? In the uh, runner in the night, blinded by the light. Wrapped up like, like revved up, like, revved a up like a deuce. But I used to say, wrapped up like a douche. 
That's no, what I, I thought it was wrapped say. up like a douche. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't make sense either way. So. Revved up like yeah. a deuce. A uh, deuce. The yeah, I understand. Little deuce coop. <laughs> a deuce coop. The, the little deuce coop. Little deuce coop. All right. Revved up like a deuce. I'm not following along, so move along. <laughs> I don't know what fucking revved up deuce coop is either. So. God. All right, stop. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so she met Tyra Moore, <laughs> who was depicted by Christina Ricci. Yeah. Uh, in the movie. Uh, in Daytona at a lesbian bar. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was an ugly looking motherfucker. They were both not too great looking. Uh, <laughs> you know, how, how she survived. There were some ugly ass dacks. The prostitute, I don't know. Must have been uglier dudes than them. Um, Listen, both of their teeth, mm-hmm. both of their teeth look like Put they together. just got chewing on a tree. <laughs> together. <laughs> Like yeah, both of them. Makes a how did it not get tangled when they were making like, out? Like both of them oh. fit like the other side of a key and lock. Like oh, oh my right, right, god, right. There was like an, their own escape room in their mouth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gross. <laughs> oh shit! Hang on, I lost my place. Okay, um, they. <laughs> so uh, more, uh, I mean Arlene and Tara moved in together. Uh, where Wernos, I mean Eileen, supported them with her earnings as a prostitute. Yes. On July 4th, 1987, Daytona Beach Police detained uh, Eileen and Tyra Tara, um, at a bar for questioning regarding an incident in which they were accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle. Um, so they were all over the place. A year later, uh, Wernos accused a Daytona Beach uh, a bus driver of assault. She claimed that he pushed her off the bus following confrontation. Moore was listed as an eyewitness to the incident. So Moore was listed as a witness to the incident. Um, yep. Go ahead. She was probably always like part of it and egged her on to do it. it that's Eileen protecting her, trying to keep her out of trouble. Garen goddamn teed. Yeah. She did the same thing when she got convicted of all the murders. You know that Ty, whatever her name is. Tara. Yeah, she was probably like, do it. We need money. And then she's like, oh, I didn't know. Who am I? Well, I mean, the other thing was, is I mean, it could be that case. And I'm no psychologist. I am no therapist. I don't know. But you're the best one I know. I don't believe myself to be too, I don't know, knowledgeable or whatever. But what if you know Eileen was just so infatuated with Tyra, and in, in your in your you know uh, what you were just saying that it was all her in Eileen's ear telling her we need to do this in order to survive? Probably could have been. You never know, you know. I mean, you see, I'm sure Tyra in her eyes was hotter to Eileen, right? Than maybe the other way around. Kill for love, they killed for love. So, um, the bus driver incident was in oh, 1988. So the next year, let's see, about five and a half months later, uh, Richard Charles Mallory dies at the age of 51. Mm, yeah. Um, an electronic store owner. Warnos's first victim uh, was a convicted rapist whom, yep. she, whom she claimed Good to have killed in self-defense. I uh, believe that one. 
Good for her. Two, two days later in Volusia, uh, at Volusia County, Deputy Sheriff found Mallory's husband, uh, or sorry, Mallory's abandoned vehicle. On December 13th, his body was found several miles away in a wooded area. He had been shot several times. Two bullets to the left lung were found and to have been the cause of death. It was on this murder that Wernos was initially condemned. Mm-hmm. Did they know it was her? Um, no, I don't think no. so. Yeah, I don't think so. No. But I mean, that's just what was written on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's not reading anything, guys. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not reading anything. This is a total See, the thing, good thing I'm about doing. Ricky is sometimes you can't tell if he's reading because he's like such a good like, like speaker. But then he has minutes his like, sources, and it was people. this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you look up no. his sources, you could read along, but you can't tell he's reading, which is cool. We're going to play today's a game. Ep- <laughs> we're going we're gonna to say a couple of true stories. You pick out the right, the right ones and the wrong one. Like on today is when I do my references. I'm going to say today's story was perjured from. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to say just to cover my own ass. That's okay. <clears throat> um, all right. Victim number two, uh, David Andrew Spears, age 47. Construction worker on June 1st, 1990, his naked body was found uh, in Florida in Citrus County. He'd been shot six times. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Edmund Karskadon. That's a crazy name. It's like a fucking dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, part-time <laughs> rodeo worker on June 6th, his body was found in 1990 in Pasco County. He had been shot nine times with, can you guess? 22. 22. Close. Pew, pew, pew. Can't believe it was a twenty caliber this time. Now back then pew, there was pew, pew. A, ex- there was a lot more. There's yes because you know the the Derringer. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. I get like oh, a Derringer yeah, yeah. is like I think That's it's like 20? five. It's no, it's like a twenty five or something like that or twenty eight. Mm. It's really really small, and so yes, they did have twenty caliber weapons. Weird. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, he'd been shot nine times. The body had been wrapped in an electric blanket. Uh, the body was badly decomposing when it was found. Uh, witnesses, apparently for this one, saw Warnos in position of his car, uh, Karskadon. And Warnos had also pawned a gun identified as belonging to Karskadon. Oh, hi, Mark. Ah! <laughs> what just happened? Did you get that? I sure did. Yeah. Loud and clear. Oh, well. You're good. Uh, okay, so the next victim, Peter Simeon, Simmons. Um, hey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> did she just laugh at that? <laughs> Look at this. What? This, is, this is Ty. Damn, for real? She got nothing on Christina Ricci. Uh, well, yeah, no kidding. This, she's aged a bit, but isn't that a fucked up? site you're looking at oh but this is her at trial look at her tooth dude that's her at trial (laughs) and then we're talking snaggles okay she done did it i don't know how they cast cast christina ritchie for this part i have no fucking idea no i know maybe there's chaz bono (laughs) damn just saying it is true and then look at Eileen's teeth, too. I mean, just snaggle central. Uh, just snag central. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, Peter Seams, um, retired merchant. 
Seems. Seem. S I E M S. Okay, so Peter Abraham Seems. Um, he was a devout Christian, of course. Uh, on July 4th, 1990, uh, his car was found. And so if you're talking all self-defense, I mean, you got these people who are devout Christians and people, you know, I mean, who knows? They're probably all purchasers of the ACE. <laughs> and his car was found in Orange Springs, Florida. More and uh, more and Warnus were seen abandoning his car, and Warnus's palm print was found on the interior of the door handle. His body was never found. Uh, Troy Burris, um, Troy Burris, funny enough, a sausage salesman. Yeah. Would you like some Oklahoma. sausage? <laughs> um, on July thirty first, nineteen ninety, he was reported missing. August fourth, he was his body was found in a wooded area. Um, along a state road in Marion County where he'd been shot twice. Uh, uh, Dick Humphreys, retired Dick. Air Force. Um, Dick Humphreys. State child, he was a state child abuse investigator. Abuse investigator. I don't think he did anything. Police. This is one of those ones, you know. Um, he was fully clothed, clothed and had been shot six times in the head and torso. Um, this was one, obviously, because this guy probably an officer and been getting close you know because back then i'm sure there was lots of people retired guys who did their own yeah. work didn't um walter antonio a trucker um security guard and police reservist uh antonio's nearly naked body was found uh in a remote lodging uh he had been shot four times uh four or five uh five days later his car was found and that's basically all of the kills so all out of all of those only one person wasn't naked and shot just the the former officer and the air force retiree. yeah that was a child protective officer right is that what you're talking about yeah yeah dick yeah dick humphreys mm -hmm. the way they depicted dick him humphreys. too in the movie which i know the movie monster is not accurate but like he was yeah. just picking her up to give her a ride and was like, she's don't, don't you want to have sex with me? And he's like, no. And he's, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, well, and that's the thing. I mean, she always, she always needed money. So the easiest way to do that is to offer yeah. it up, you know? Um, so her fourth to last um, uh, victim, his name was Simon. Um, on July 4th, on July 4th of 1990, um, Eileen and Tyra abandoned his car after they were involved in an, a involved in an accident. Yeah. Uh, witnesses who had seen the women driving the victim's car provided police with their names and descriptions, resulting in a media campaign to locate How do they them. provide them with their names? How do they know their names? But they must have, I mean, if they, if they got into an accident and they didn't have like, I mean, the wherewithal to be like, I should give my fake oh, name. Oh, okay. Stupid. Damn it. Stupid. I know. Whoever I'm purged from didn't do their research, so fuck them. <laughs> Ricky, you're such a shit. Like, <laughs> I love him. Aww. Uh, Great. Police also found some of the victim's belongings in a pawn shop, which she loved mm -hmm. to do. Get that money. Um, 
they retrieved fingerprints matching to those found in the victim's car. Warnos had a criminal record in Florida and her fingerprints were on file, of yeah. course. Thank God for fingerprints. Uh, on, ja- on January of 9th of 1991, she was arrested. Um, on an outstanding warrant at uh, the last resort, a biker bar in Volusia County. Uh, police located more there the next day. Uh, sorry, police located more the next day in Scranton, Pennsylvania. She agreed to elicit a confession from Mornos in exchange for immunity and prosecution. Yeah, exactly. So, Moore was going to give her up yeah, right away. St- she had something to do. She. She she absolutely had something to do. I mean, it's like the same thing with. Uh, I don't want to go keep on going. Back to them, you know. Oh no. I was going to go back to Gabriel's parents oh. because oh, yeah. one got, one got just ripped up by the justice system and got the debts. And the other one were like, Ooh, he did it all. I'm confessing in, in a sense, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. More, more is confessing, lesser more is charge. confessing in a sense to get immunity. Okay. Lesser charge. Really? Lesser did more even get a charge? More Probation. didn't even get a charge, did she? She got immunity. What? Right. She got she got well, immunity. I guess she didn't do anything. Technically. Yeah. I think yeah, she technically. did. Technically. Really? So, yeah. I mean, that's that that's one of the uh the arguments behind it is that she was at least partially responsible if not, you know, directly responsible for killing because her. Because the way Eileen was kind of obsessed with her. I mean, she loved her so much, much and thought it was a love of her life and everything like that that she was willing to protect her. And it was almost like she was At committing those crimes to give Ty this life that she yeah. wanted with money and taking care of Ty and, and things like, like this that. Like, this is how committed I am. Yeah. And so I maybe Ty didn't have- You ain't ever got to work a day of your life, yeah. sweetie. I'll, I'll take care of these deeds. I'm going to say, hey, want to have sex? Boom, you're dead money. <laughs> If you guys could I mean, see Ricky talk, like you would get how funny this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the life. <laughs> so, Moore returned uh, with police to Florida, uh, where she was put up in a fancy dancy dime store motel. If you got hate um, in your heart, let it out. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that from? Um, that is from the Chappelle Show, registered trademark of the Comedy Central. Really nice. Um. So she made a bunch of phone calls to Eileen, pleading for her to help in clearing her name. Uh, three days later, on January 16th, 1991, Wernos confessed to the murders. She claimed that the men had tried to rape and she killed them in self-defense. So fast forward a little bit. A year later is when the trial happens. Um, so under the Florida Williams rule, the prosecution was allowed to introduce evidence Related to her other victims. That's such shit. uh, To show a pattern of illegal activity. I mean, if you have to, if if you have to do this in order to convict one of them, wouldn't you do it though? You know, because okay, sure, in self-defense is a good reason. I am feeling if if you can prove it, and even then, it's still illegal. Hey, of course you would have got. But Florida is infamous. For not actually putting the hammer down on people and taking care of the real criminals. Not saying that she wasn't a real criminal. And, and this is exactly what she got. They threw the book at her. Yeah. 
they did, but they shouldn't have been yeah, able to bring in other cases into one case to prove a point. I don't believe that. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. She would have gotten the death penalty. I mean, like she would have in anything else. At least, at least one. Here's the thing, though. If she would, if she would have got only one death penalty, she still would have died. Oh, he God, that was <laughs> rough. <laughs> That's staying in there. <laughs> that was epic. Oh my, God. <sighs> oh my God. There was so much rage behind that goddamn perp. Perp is just trying to live his best goddamn life. It's just... uh, 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 <laughs> all the Do rage not burp. edit that out. Do not. I have got to hear that played back. <laughs> you should you should put it at the very beginning or the very end <laughs> that was a rick sanchez burp <clears throat> okay um to show a pattern of legal activity <laughs> stupid so um in about 13 about about ooh. About seven days later, she was convicted of Mallory's murder with help uh, from Tanya's testimony. Tanya. Um, at her, at her sent Tanya, or I'm sorry, the fuck is, is it Tanya? Tanya? She goes Tyra? by Ty. Tyra. Yeah. Sorry, Tyra. <laughs> start over. The expert okay, name. sorry. Start over. Start over. Edit, 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 Tyra, edit, right? edit. Tyra. Tyra. Yep. Okay. Buh. Eileen was convicted uh, with the help of Tyra's um, testimony. At her sentencing, psychiatrist for the defense testified that Warnos was mentally unstable and had been diagnosed with borderline uh, personality disorder was. and antisocial personality disorder. Four days later, she was sentenced to death, though. Um, in 92, March 31st, uh, Wernos pleaded no contest to the murders of Humphreys, Burris, and Spears, saying she wanted to get right with God. In her statement to the court, she said, in part, I wanted to confess to you, Richard Mallory, did violently rape me, as I have told you, but these others did not. They only began to start to. Um, so on May 15th of 1992, Warnos was given three more death sentences. Nice. <clears throat> so apparently, apparently she just went on a confession tirade because in June of 1992, she pleaded guilty to the murder of Karskadon, the dinosaur. Uh, in November 92, she received, received her fifth death sentence. Uh, the defense did make efforts during the <laughs> trial to introduce evidence that Mallory... Um, had been tried to intent to commit rape. So basically trying to justify her first killing, Mallory. Um, but in Maryland, he had been committed uh, to a maximum security correctional facility that provided rec uh, uh, sorry, remediation, right? Remed remedy remediation. 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 I said it right before. Damn it. Remediation to sexual offenders. So he went to prison for that and he got the so-called state's help. <clears throat> so there's a whole thing on him uh, that uh, they're obtained from an institution reflected that from 1958 to 1962, Mallory, one of her 
um, victims was committed and treated and observed resulting criminal charge of assaulting with intent to rape. Um, and it was observed to Mr. Mallory that he possessed strong psychopathic trends. The judge ref, uh, refused to allow this to be admitted into the court as evidence that. and denied Wernos the request, the request for retrial. Let's make an um, example. That's what they were doing. Can you, can you hear them? That's what's, that's what, no. I can hear that like I crazy. Um, the thing that they just, they were making an example out of her. They were testing, they were trying to set the bar and mm-hmm. they, I hate when they can say, allow this evidence and don't allow this evidence. Like why didn't they, they didn't, didn't they allow that? Like, that's a big deal. Like mm-hmm. all the evidence. The thing is, it's evidence. Like whether it's you know minimal or not, I mean, it should all be examined and put into play. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah. just it's it's pretty stupid that yeah, they do that. I, yeah, I mean, when did you know that when she was up in trial, she testified like she took try or took the stand and testified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way she described Mallory raping her was horrible, like with a baseball bat. What? Yeah. yeah, and then he poured like alcohol. Like the wide end? I don't know which end, but he did that and uh, like then put rubbing alcohol over her like after he raped her there. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Real nice. But they still put her to death. Wait. Yeah, and they did. Um, in February of 93, she pleaded guilty to the murder of Antonio, her last victim, uh, her last victim, Antonio, and was sentenced to death again. Um, no charges were brought against her for the murders of Siemens, um, as his body was never found. In all, she received six death sentences. Wernos <clears throat> uh, uh, told several inconsistent stories about killings. She claimed initially that all seven men had raped her while she was working as a prostitute, but later recanted the claims for self-defense, citing robbery and a desire to leave no witness as her reason for murder. Um, Assessed uh, using psychopathy checklist, Werno scored 32 of 40. Uh, So in all in all, she was pretty crazy, I would say. The checklist evaluates individuals on a 20 list item of antisocial uh, and interpersonal behaviors with each item being scored at zero, one to two, and thus maximum score 40, depending on location and research per, uh, perspective, scores above 25 or 30 are consistent with the diagnosis of psychopathy. psychopathy. Yeah, she was fucked up. Poor girl. She was. She like, she like, and she so, had a really shitty fucking lawyer. Do you ever watch, mm-hmm. did you watch that documentary on Netflix? I did not. She has one on Netflix. She has a couple. <laughs> and her um, her lawyer was like a rental lawyer on TV. He had like a afro. He would smoke weed. Mm. And he basically didn't advise her to do anything. She wanted to testify. He's like, okay, well, I'm fucking, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. She wants to die. So like he I didn't have her best interests at heart. Yeah. And he was basically just trying to collect money and get some fame off of it. Um, <coughs> she recanted her confessions. And then admitted mm-hmm. in her confessions again. Total borderline personality disorder. Like totally, um, she was. I feel a like mess. I feel like your your team Warnos. Me. Hmm. I feel like 
she is a serial killer and she did bad stuff, but I feel like the justice system did her wrong, that they made an example out of her and they didn't give her a fair trial. Because I feel like, especially with the first murder with Mallory, I think that she maybe should have gotten, they should have looked into the fact that she was a prostitute and this guy was a rapist Mm -hmm. and things happened to her. I think that they literally should have done justice by her a little bit better. Um, And I feel like so many systems failed her. CPS failed her, whatever, Child Protective Services. So many systems in the past failed her. So, yeah. I know she's bad. Was CPS around in the 50s? <coughs> she was 60s bro how long is cps she, well, she, she was born 50, oh, yeah. but it was like 60s 70s and then yeah and plus this mullet she had like her whole life like there's just so many crimes that happened with her i can't fucking big dick big dick energy she had <laughs> <laughs> that fucking mullet charlie's charlie's oh one of the most beautiful women in the land really ugly herself up to play hey that. she won an academy she, award because she for got that. so fucking ugly for that yeah. No, We're like what? watch it. Watch the Eileen Warnos documentaries and watch Monster again. She had her down to a oh, fucking yeah. T. Yeah, the facial expressions, the way she spoke, the way she had the rage in her eyes, like oh, it's crazy. She must have watched all those documentaries like for Me, hours. I, yeah, I did. Yeah. So, like you say, like you pretty much generalized like a couple of paragraphs that I was gonna go over. But pretty much, like, she went back and forth, back and forth, you know, borderline personality disorders. Um, and all through prison, she's just had a terrible time. By the end, like, she was accusing people in the prison of spitting and feeding her dirt and yeah, saliva and all in her food and stuff, you know. So it was pretty bad for her at the end. And you can um, see all that on the documentary. took place. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, really? to, like, they actually that. interviewed yeah. her. Yeah. i have to watch that one. So she was executed in October 9th, 2002. Um, apparently, she declined her last meal, which could have been anything under 20 bucks at Taco Bell. And she opted for a cup of coffee instead. Right on. How did they, how did they, why? The, the, cup, the cup of coffee, the cup of coffee was real, but not the Taco Bell, just so you know. <laughs> how did, um, how did they, it was an electric chair, right? It was what? Lethal, Lethal injection. No, 2000, 2002, <laughs> the electric chair hasn't been around for 30 years, uh, I think. Well, they did it to Bundy. Um, but yeah. Oh, did, what time, when did he die? Yeah. It's like 30 years, like 2002 to... Oh, 2000. Oh, God. Yeah, wow. 2000. She died in 2002. She was on death row they since like 97. Like the 80s? Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, so she opted for a cup of coffee instead of her last meal. Um, her last words, of course, I don't know. These are kind of crazy. This is like something a wrestler would say, but she said, yes, I would like to say I'm sailing with the rock. I'll be back like independence day with Jesus June 6th. Like the movie big mothership and all I'll be back. I'll be back. Wow. June 6th. Huh? June 6th, like the movie. What movie? Up until her execution, Independence oh, Day. <laughs> um, up until her execution, Warnos claimed that she was still in love with Tanya. Tyree. Um, what's, is her name Tyree? 
I can't Tyree? remember. Tyree. Tyree. Tyra. Uh, just oh, call who her fucking Ty. Cares? She's a, she was still she's a in fucking the... ugly beefcake, anyways. Yeah, she is really. Um, so Warnos was the tenth woman in the United States to be sentenced in Florida to be executed since 1976. So, but she's the first female serial killer. Yeah. Yes, she was. I mean, they threw the book at her as far as, I mean, of course, I mean, like, I don't know, like, I feel like with some people nowadays, it's, um, you know, they confess to it and they get a lesser charge. She confessed to like three of these and they give her an extra death sentence. I mean, that's pretty rough. Yeah. They made an example out of her. It's frustrating. What to do with the first serial killer? Let's fucking just kill her six times. Mm. And just not give her any help. I mean, not, not that help. It was a little too late for help. But I just, everything, the whole system failed her the entire time she was alive, basically. Yeah. So. Family failed her. System failed her. She, like, basically her theme was, I have to do yeah. what I have to do. And she did. <laughs> So it's one of those things. Are you with her? Or you against know, what's her? funny is that, um, you know, she, when she was on trial or whatever, she talked about her grandfather raping her and stuff like that. And then her brother mm -hmm. testified against her saying, well, she basically said he abused me and my brother and yada, yada. And then he went up and he testified saying, no, none of that never happened. None of that ever happened. So it totally discredited like her past and what she had gone through. Oh man. Yeah, she totally. It, it it's watch the. There's two documentaries. There's that one European guy that did like the Courtney Love, Kurt Cobain. Y'all, you know he's. Anyways, he does one where he gets to know Eileen for a couple, like for a span of ten years, and he visits her at jail. Like watch them. They're either they're on one of them's on Netflix, but there might be another one like on Amazon. Huh. Eileen, yeah, mm -hmm. look it up. They're really good. She's fucking crazy, and watch Monster too because it's a weird. I we've seen that. I, I, yeah. I've seen that. It was a long time ago, and I saw that. And I mean, that that depiction was interesting. All the, in all itself, the time I could but think I mean, was like Charlie's like, there and got real fucking ugly for this. Yeah, she. To see actual footage though would yeah, be amazing. It's it's really good. I mean, we're talking face to face interviews with her, and her just like you can tell when she's all spun out and she's like manic because I think she's probably bipolar too. Mm -hmm. That's just like my guess. And don't don't put that in there because people are gonna be like, don't diagnose, but just from what I've seen in my career and she's just like and she just gets in like this yeah she just gets in like this fucking haze and she just goes off about fucking guards and it's a conspiracy Nick is what she says is the documentary producer so it's fucking conspiracy Nick you don't want to fucking talk about it and then she's mm -hmm. like cool for a second and then she goes crazy again and it's like damn Eileen like she's un she needed she some medication unwell. she was Hard. unwell for sure so are you talking about Piers Morgan? No, his Morgan. name is Nick. He's a... Uh, no, not that... Ink. No, I hate Piers Morgan, smuggled dick. Nick <laughs> Documentary Eileen War. I can't spell her name. A-I-L-E-N. Um. <laughs> Nick Broomfield. Broomfield. Anyways, it, what's it called on Netflix? The 
the selling of a serial killer. This is about the fucked up lawyer. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, and then there's life and death of a serial killer. So there's life and death of a serial killer, and then there's the selling the of a serial killer, which. So then this lawyer in Eileen's best friend who adopted her to be her mother, whole fucking crazy Mm -hmm. thing. And she basically were like jail pen pals. And this woman's like, I'll adopt you. So it became Eileen's mother. Her and the lawyer were working together to collect money from Eileen. So they were trying to sell her story to this, to write books and all this. So that's the selling of it. While she, while she was in prison. So there's another fucked up piece of that. Just whatever you can do, Google Eileen Warnos documentaries and watch them. You're going to go, what the fuck? She is actually batshit crazy, but people did so wrong by her. So that's why, Shannon. Watch they that. took, a, that's they why took advantage of her, basically. Yeah. And then, the, yeah. I mean, anyways, and then I just go wronged smoke, her. Okay. Smoke? Yep. All right. Well, that was me and my sources this time were Wikipedia. Thank you so much for letting me ride them tailcoats. <laughs> Up next, I believe we got Jen. It is me. And, Jen yeah, is I'll just up. say my sources now, too. I got mine from Murderpedia that Shannon sent me. Yeah. And then at one. the Associated Press, girl uses wits to escape abductor. <clears throat> yeah. Ooh. Um <clears throat> So (laughs) I'm going over Lewis Lent, who's a convicted murderer and suspect of a child of being a child serial killer. January 7th, 1994 in, in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. It was an early morning and Rebecca Savares, Savares, I can't say her (laughs) name, was walking to her Catholic school. She was 12 at the time. She had a slight build with eyeglasses and braces. And out of nowhere, a man stuck a pistol in her side. Damn. She later said, I don't even know why, but I wasn't scared by it. I just wasn't. So she decided to play along, walking alongside this gunman for about 20 yards. He then forced her toward his pickup and told her to climb in. Now, Rebecca, in this moment, remembered what her parents and the police officers told her that came to school, okay? Because you know how police officers come to school and they give you, like, what to do with strangers and yada, yada, yada. We just have dare. Before there was dare, there we just was have just dare. the police. Don't do drugs. I just had dare, too. Don't. I was a dare officer. It's like getting anybody's car, but don't do drugs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Lord help you if you do any drugs, but. Were you guys dare officers, though? Because I was. Hell No. I was not. I was one of those retards. <laughs> you, st- you still are. Bird. That's a bad word, the R word, by the way. Sorry. All right. So now Rebecca in this moment remembered what they had told her, and uh, she knew she needed to get away and avoid that truck no matter what. So in a matter of seconds, she faked losing her breath and acted like she was super tired. Wow. And um, what's that? <laughs> I said, wow. Yeah. She did. She faked it, losing her breath, and ended up taking off, which made the attacker only, when she tried to take off, he grabbed for her backpack, and she got out of it, wiggled out of it, and took off, and he was just left standing there with her backpack and the pistol. And so he just bolted. He was like, what the fuck just happened? Wow. Yeah. It's pretty good for a 12-year-old. 
I, it was pretty good. It's pretty good thinking on your toes. Uh, the gunman was gunman was caught off guard, like I said. So he jumped in his truck, took off, and a witness what gunman, gunman, that gunman, the gunman. You guys. So he, Mark uh, gunman. A witness caught a partial license plate and then helped that helped get Lint arrested. I'm a little intoxicated already. Lent oh, Gunman. just wait till I get to mine. <laughs> I know, Sips you're gonna be just It's going to be a long, it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> I just, my life has changed when you explained what doozy meant. Right? Like, I always thought doozy meant boring. Nope. And now I'm just like, doozy's a good fucking word. It man. is a really good word. Like, oh, that's a anything. doozy. <laughs> that's probably a, a doozy thing. of a word. Yeah. It might. I don't know. You probably can't claim that. That's not fair. South claims. Let us know <laughs> if it's a if it's a sudden thing. Yeah. So he ended up getting arrested for this shit. And uh, Rebecca, the young lady that got away, she then picked him out of a lineup and said to herself, "Ha ha! I got you." No joke. This is what she said yeah. in the Associated Press. This nice. Is true. <clears throat> so when the police arrested him, they found in the truck a backpack, her backpack, and a loaded gun. They then interrogated him for three days, and that's when he admitted to murdering two children. He also claimed that he experiences blackouts. Put on, take it, take several seats and strap on oh, your seatbelt and take a shit because this is what he's <laughs> going to say. He experienced blackouts and memory lapses <laughs> due to a 1974 close encounter with a UFO in Virginia. Ah! <laughs> yes. yes. Thank I hate God. when that happens. Oh, <laughs> I hate man. when that happens. That, that's, it's terrible when that happens, you know? Like, you've just ruined my six <laughs> o'clock by abducting me. I didn't go much. I actually didn't go anything into his background. I don't know when this fucker was born. I don't give a fuck mm. when he was born. It was on Murderpedia. I, I didn't even want to go into his background because from what I'm seeing, he had a relatively normal. But that's just what I'm seeing, right? That's never really the case when yeah. you're dealing with the serial. You never know. So, but when you're, but you have a perfect childhood, great upbringing. Parents are both there. You're baking and eggs for breakfast. But then, as soon as you get abducted by aliens, true. Nope, you're a different person. But who knows what those aliens did to him and what they taught him? I know. And how many probes went up his <laughs> butthole? So, <clears throat> never know. Let's talk about the two victim victims that he was convicted of hurting. Okay. So 12-year-old James Bernardo from Pittsfield, Massachusetts, uh, went missing from a movie theater on 10-22-1990. And this is where Lent worked. He was apparently a janitor there. Mm. But he was actually never considered a suspect during this time. But according, after he got arrested and he was admitting all this stuff, this is what he said happened. He said outside, they met outside the theater, and then he used a hunting knife and told him, like, gave him death threats to force him to come along into his vehicle, his automobile. <coughs> Automobile. Automo car. God, I still got that corona in my throat. His his electric horse. I don't know. <laughs> so then he took him to his apartment, taped him to the bed, cut off his clothes, and assaulted him. Um, he killed him the next day by hanging. Wow. And then 
took Jimmy, uh, which his, his name is James, but took Jimmy. Go ahead. I say, wouldn't that just be strangulation no, or he him. actually like he strung him, him up, up naked? Yeah. Sorry about that. He was found in Newfield, New York. So far away from where he was actually abducted. Because remember, he was abducted in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently it was mm-hmm. pretty close to Lent's family's home. And he took trips often to go see his family in New York. To, and, and so this is where he, this is how he got connected to the second case that he was convicted Fucking of. Fucking idiot. Yeah, well, yeah, but he literally took him out of state. Like, that's going to throw people the fuck off. I know, but if you, you know go buy I mean? a family home. It, it, well, yeah. It always does. Yeah, but then again, yeah, okay, I can see that. <clears throat> so 12-year-old Sarah Ann Wood disappeared in August 18th, 1993 from Frankfurt, New York. She was riding her bike home from church, and according to Lent, he pulled up driving his van, uh, but he was, what he was doing is he was in the backwoods of New York trying to actually find a kid to assault and kill, and he came across Sarah. He used a knife to get her in the van, same thing. Tape, she, he used tape to bind her hands, and he drove her upstate to Adirondack, Adirondack Mountains. Adirondack? Adirondack? Oh. Adirondack. Adirondack. It's a chair. It's a Jersey too. girl over here. Oh, well. So when he was up there, he raped her. He clubbed her to death with a heavy tree branch and buried her. Oof. All right, now take your second seat, buckle up, and take a shit because here's the second kicker that he likes to say. <laughs> take your seat. Get a seat belt on and take a shit before you get in your seat, but then get in your seat belt. I mean, that's and what get I get it on. So he told the police, I didn't check to see if she was breathing because I don't like to touch dead bodies. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's just slick. That's... I just like to make them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I like to make them, but I don't like to touch them. It's like it's like, like a I don't drug dealer erase that the bodies and make the stash. bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, a good call. That's a good similarity there. The bodies. Donna, I don't erase the bodies. So Lewis then drew a map for authorities where he could find uh, where she where they where they could find where she was buried. But after two massive searches, uh, one in the dead of winter and one in spring when the melt or the snow all melted, no body was found. Okay, so Lent was charged with her murder, despite there being no body that they found, and lawyers refused to let him help police and further and, and to help with any further investigation. So what? they said, no more map drawing, no more of this shit trying to help him out, because the lawyers are basically just trying to be his lawyer and defend him. Yeah, and he's just like making maps to make right. possibly nowhere. Right. So they basically told him to shut the fuck up. Um, despite police suspicions, Les Lent had only been charged with two murders. Though he's been branded a serial killer, he may not be. And the reason why I said he was branded to be a serial killer is there was about, is it 12 other murders that were very similar in the locations where he was either at or where he was traveling at the same time in similar killings? Or uh, mm-hmm. most of the kids are actually missing, to be honest with you, so they don't know if there's killings. But... Um, 
he had actually confessed to some of them and then recanted uh, all sorts of stuff. So they can't actually prove, but they think there was about 12 other kids that he did this to. Damn. So like I said, despite their suspicions, he only got charged with two of them. And uh, that really doesn't make him a serial killer, but he's known as being a child serial killer. So he was actually really similar to Wesley Dodd. Have you guys heard of him? He was a child serial killer, but he was uh, from Washington. (laughs) And they kind of thought that he, they were kind of getting his cases mixed up with his, but Dodd ended up getting the electric chair back in like 1993. And like I said, I think Sarah ended up disappearing in 94, 90. So he like just just went away. Yeah. So it was it was just it couldn't have been Dodd, but they were really similar. Um, he had Wesley Dodd had murdered three boys, and he was super obsessed with like seeking out the little kids, and also he hanged kids just like he did. That's fucking. So I know, I know. In an episode of Forty Eight Hours that profiled Lent, um people were indicating that months prior to his arrest, he was acting oddly, which it's like, (laughs) okay, well, he's a serial killer. He's probably really odd. But this is how they described him as acting oddly, which I was just like, I don't think that's that weird. Wearing dark sunglasses and his quality of work declined. I'm weird. So he was fired. (laughs) So he was fired from like the janitor custodian thing of the movie theater but like that happens. So I don't really see that wasn't really like a good argument. I didn't think I'm like, that's him acting weird. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Just keep going. I'll be right back. Okay. So get this shit. Two days prior to his fucked up attempt at kidnapping Rebecca, the girl I first talked about, Mm -hmm. he built a false wall in his apartment for creating a space to keep a child prisoner. But he claimed that that was going to be for an aquarium. Behind his wall. Yeah, he's so he's so fucking weird. People said that he was actually pretty friendly and he had a good reputation. Um, he was mild, wild-mannered and good-hearted, and he was great with kids. Um, he was super great with kids, actually, especially at the theater, which, of course, he was. Like, most pedophiles yeah, are great are really with, kids, with kids. Yeah. Like, they are. But most pedophiles don't actually kill kids. So that's a little bit different, you know what I mean? Uh, so in New York, he got sentenced to 25 years to life for Sarah because they never actually found her body. Uh, the judge offered Lent a second chance to tell where Sarah's whereabouts were, but he didn't budge. The parents pleaded, spoke to him about how Sarah was a real person, but he just stared off vacant. He didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Um, he actually never ended up serving any time in New York because he got a life sentence without parole in Massachusetts for the death of James, the other boy. Um, it was really, really, really sad because during like the court hearing for Sarah, they were showing pictures of her. They were like, please tell us where she is. Like, she's a real person. They're like, why do you even, you probably don't even fucking care that she's a real person because you're, you're just so, so it was just a struggle. He's a child killer. He's a monster. So like I said, he was linked to 12 other cases. And the police are still trying to connect him to these crimes. Wow. At this time. Still. And all of them are missing. Still. They're still trying to. But I mean, he's already behind bars, so I don't really know how much of a importance that has. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not going to get any more, to prove any that. more time. It, 
doesn't matter. It's, it's not. But, and they probably have other stuff, especially in New York and Massachusetts. They probably have other pending things that they need to solve. But, but it's people's it's, peace of mind. Yeah. All right, guys. Up next is the bold, the beautiful. Oh, shut it. Shut it. Oh, shut it. The bold, the beautiful Shannon. Mommy of Eden, who's acting like a shithead. Mommy of Eden, who's acting like a dick. All right, so this week, (laughs) Ricky picked Robert Picton. Robert Picton was born October 24th, 1949, and he's from Port Coctillum. I don't know. British Columbia. Yeah. Picked a boy. Picked him. He's Canadian I've boy. I've heard of him before. Yeah. So Robert and his uh, brother David owned a farm in Port Coquitlam, which is about 17 miles from Vancouver. Um, a worker called the farm a creepy looking place and described Robert as a pretty quiet guy who sometimes... Behaved oh, pig guy behaved bizarrely despite no evidence of substance sub, substance abuse. <laughs> right, so the mm. brothers started slacking off on the farming operations that they had. The registered oh, they registered a nonprofit um charity, which was called the Piggy Palace Good Time Society. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Uh, with the, this is with the, going uh, That was in 1996. They claim to oh, organize, God. coordinate, manage, and operate special events, functions, dances, shows, and exhibitions for services organ- service organizations um, such as sports organizations and other worthy groups. These events included raves um, wild parties featuring Vancouver Ooh. sex workers and gatherings in a converted slaughterhouse. That's so sexy. Oh. Wait, what? Ooh. What happened? So it's like it was like the opening Pretty of Blade. Much. They opened so, the Blade. Can you say that again, what was happening in a slaughterhouse? They turned it into a like a so in a an event center, basically. A rave an event center. center. Like instead of it being the a, of, a, a cattle slaughterhouse, what the? What? No, nobody watches yes, Blade. Do. What the fuck? People in get the, the South hell bitch. out of here! It's anyway. everywhere. Okay, it's in the it's in the '90s, and it was anyway. So in the beginning of this movie, like in this story that Shannon is giving out hard right now, starts in a renovated slaughterhouse. Except in the movie, the slaughterhouse is still active. Anyway. These people in her story got a slaughterhouse that's no longer a slaughterhouse and renovated it and made it yep. into basically, basically a club. I thought you said there was like sex stuff going oh, on. Sure, and there was. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and they basically hired the sex workers in British Columbia to come to this, this club in order to work and, and sex, sex work yeah, and dance and thanks, stuff. Thanks, Rick. So these, sex work. these events yeah. sometimes attracted as many as 2,000 people. And Hell's Angels were frequently partying. Damn. On March 23rd, 1997, Robert was charged with the attempted murder 
of a sex worker, Wendy Eistetter. Eistetter. He had sex with her, then handcuffed her left hand and I guess stabbed her, and then she ended up stabbing him back. And uh-huh. she uh, uh, got away. <laughs> can you hear were- Shannon Goodrick? I can hear it pretty good. I yeah. have my volume all the way up. For some reason, I'm just not. My volume's all the way up. I'm sorry. But they were. I mean, the, what it seems like of this guy from this last thing she just said, like it was a game. I, I'm only going to handcuff one of your hands and then let the knife come available to your victim. Come on. Yeah. Gotcha. And they were ended up both being uh, treated at the same hospital. Staff even found the key to the handcuffs in his pocket and were able to remove the cuff from her. Oh, man. The attempted murder charge was stayed on January 27, 1998, which means it's pretty much just on a halt. She didn't die. So on a halt. They just yeah, threw that shit out. Pause. Um, because Wendy was a drug addict and prosecutors believed her to be unstable and not able to help secure a conviction. Like, what the fuck? That's, I mean, I mean, yeah. that's stupid. You, but he also could have been like, no, Picton is the man. He did what he needed to do. It's okay. No. Pigman. Okay, so the clothes and rubber boots Robert was wearing was taken by police and left in storage for more than seven years. But back to the befores. So Pinkton was released on bond for 2,000 Canadian. Um, Months later, the brothers were sued for violation zoning ordinances and neglecting the um, agriculture. So basically... They got in trouble for turning the farm into a party. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so because, fuck you, the brothers threw a New Year's Eve party. Um, so after that party, they were banned um, by police and they were authorized to arrest anyone if there was any future events. The nonprofit was removed for inability to procure financial statements, obviously. Yep. So over three years, a worker noticed that women who visited the farm would go missing. And on February 6, 2002, police came with search warrant for um, illegal firearms. The brothers were arrested and police got a second warrant to search the property as part of the British Columbia missing women in investigation. Sorry. They found personal items belonging to missing women. The following day, Robert was charged with weapons offense. Both brothers were later released, but Robert was now under surveillance. They wanted to. They wanted to catch him in the act. Mm-hmm. Now, they want to see what he was up to. Yes. What is it? What was? I mean, because obviously all these missing women lead to that place, and yeah, then yeah, that's the that's the one point that's similar. Mm-hmm. So on February twenty second, Robert was arrested and charged with two counts of first degree murder in the deaths oh. of Serena Abbott 
Abbott's Way, and Mona Wilson. On April 2nd, three more charges of first-degree murder for Jacqueline McDonnell, Diane Brock, and Heather Bottomley. A sixth, Bottomley. A sixth charge for Andrea Josberg, and shortly after that, the seventh for Brenda Wolf. On, sep- on September 20th, four more charges were added for the murders of Georgina Pappin, Patricia Johnson, Helen Hallmark, and Jennifer Firminger. Then another four more. <laughs> four more. God, for damn. Heather Chinook, Tanya Holick, Sherry Irvin, and Inga Hall, bringing the total to 15. This was the largest investigation of any serial killer in Canadian history. Hey, this is a lot, eh? That was a lot, eh? (laughs) On May 26, 2005, more charges were laid against Robert for killing... Closer, closer, closer. For killing Kara Ellis. Oh, shit. Hold on. I might be having a a, uh, Smirnoff Ice Challenge right now. On May 26, 2005, more charges were laid against Robert for killing... Kara Ellis, Andrea Borhaven, Deborah Lynn Jones, Marnie Frey, Tiffany Drew, Carrie Kosky, Sarah DeVries, Cynthia Felix, Angela something. Oh, wait, no. Angela Jardine. 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 Wendy Crawford, Diana Melnick, Diana Melnick, and Jane and a Jane Doe, which brings the total number of first degree murder charges to 27. Damn, they picked and picked and got down. He did somehow. They excav- excavated the farm, um, all the buildings and property except a small barn were torn down. The forensic analysis was difficult because the bodies may have been left to um, be eaten by bugs and pigs. On is would they classify that as like being putrefied? I don't know. Petrified. No, putrefied. It's where it gets all gross. It's all gross anyway. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. On March 10th, 2004, the government revealed that Robert may have ground up human flesh and mixed it with pork and that he sold it to the public. That's really fucked up. Piece of shit. <laughs> A little bit. Um, hmm. Let's see. Another claim was made that he fed the bodies directly to the pigs, but back to the first victim, he stabbed but got away. Um, They still had his clothes and boots and finally did a DNA test on those and found DNA of two missing women on them. Hmm. They were there for seven years. Yes. Seven fucking seven years. years. Fuck? They didn't do DNA 
DNA Bastards. test before that. Yeah. Didn't take a DNA Fucking shit, say. Uh-huh. I mean, that's just the speed of the Canadian Mounties. Something. They were taken in 97 and tested in 2004. So, yeah, that makes seven years. From 1998, a couple people anonymously anonymously called in to let people to hello <laughs> that that Smirnoff <laughs> Ice is kicking in <laughs> um, anonymously called in to let police know that um, that they should investigate uh, this fucker but uh, nothing ever came of that obviously one person even told police he had human remains in a freezer they interviewed him but didn't actually check the freezer or anything. Oh my god. Cool, right? We just want to come they talk didn't to have you a about warrant the story. Or... It's like, oh, you didn't do it? Okay, that's fine. We'll go. We believe Did they have a warrant? No. That's why. No. Just interview. So um trial began January January. January. <laughs> So trial began January 30th, 2006. He pled not guilty to 27 counts of first-degree murder. I didn't do it. Somebody else did it. I ain't the pickings you need. Shut up. (laughs) They end up splitting up the charges to 6 and 20 for fear of mistrial and a serious burden on jury members because... This would take about two years to do in a jury. Um, January 22nd, 2007, six counts of first-degree murder trial starts, and the media ban is lifted, and for the first time, Canadians hear all about this. Skulls cut in half with hands and feet stuffed in a garbage bag and bloodstained clothing were found in his trailer. Part of one of his victim's jawbone and teeth were found beside Robert Slaughterhouse. And get this, this shit right here. <sighs> take a seat, buckle up, and take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit. He had buckle a up. 22 caliber revolver with an attached dildo. <laughs> Con- oh, contained no. both his and his victim's DNA. Oh no! Like nobody knows what actually happened. Did he shoot this. the boy? One round, one round was fired. Okay, mm-hmm. only one round. So, did he use it? <laughs> like, you know I'm what a, I mean? I'm a pal. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. In what position? Did in a video. Re- Is there a video? <laughs> right. No. In a video recording played for jury, Robert claimed to have um, attached the dildo to act as, act as a silencer. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would get a kick out of this one. God, no. <laughs> oh. Um, which would not happen, obviously. No, you think on February twenty, like it's like it's like jiggling really? all over I mean, the it place. Fly, it would fly through that dildo all like I, all I imagine gel. is like this big black dildo. 
You envision black, huh? That's what I imagine. Yeah, black on black. I pictured like a big white veiny one. Ew. Yeah. Nope. I know. I don't know which one's grosser. With with balls, balls. on it. <laughs> In a video recording played for jury, um, Robert claimed to have attached the dildo to act as, act as a silencer. <laughs> on February 20th, 2007, all the following evidence was presented to court about 80 unidentified DNA pro- profiles. Roughly 80? half male, half female have been detected on evidence that they found. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. The items police found were the 22 dildo. Oh. <laughs> 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 I can't say that with a straight face. Oh shit! I even wrote that. Um, boxes <laughs> of three fifty six, little three fifty seven Magnum handgun ammo. Magnum in a box of I Magnums. Fish- <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> Night vision goggles, two <laughs> pairs of of faux fur handcuffs. A syringe with blue liquid inside and Spanish fly aphrodisiac. You know what that blue liquid was? What? So I looked it up and Spanish fly aphrodisiac is you can actually make sores with it. On your body? But it was an aphrodisiac which doesn't Um, make sense. But that's that's what Wikipedia said. So he had it says he had 357 Magnum uh, revolver ammo, but no 357. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Weird. Psychopath. And a videotape of Robert Robert's friend Scott Chubb saying Robert told him a good way to kill a female heroin addict was to inject her with windshield wiper fluid which doesn't make any sense because it doesn't look like oh. doesn't look like heroin at, at all that's what the blue liquid they'll let was. you inject yeah, that was they'll maybe let you yeah. inject but they're not that dumb if it's blue they're gonna go laugh any way to kill somebody would probably be point, putting wind, windshield stuff in there <laughs> anything in there <laughs> <laughs> shit coming after the heroin <laughs> 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 Thank you. Corona, help me. Oh. Jesus, fuck. Are you done? Woo! No. <laughs> wow. Did you did you pee a little bit? No. I did, just listening to you. <laughs> Whoa. That's Smirnoff. Thing, I'm fine. Ricky, what okay. are you eating? Because it's because the cats went out there. Yeah. Me? Mm-hmm. Popcorn. Can you hear me? No, I can just see you. Hey, I'm happy to see you awake though today and engaged. I'm so awake. Honey, I'm gonna, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm gonna turn oh. my mic down because I'm just putting stuff in the bag. A second tape a worker tells of Robert mentioning killing sex workers. By handcuffing and strangling them, um, then bleeding them and gutting them before feeding to his pigs. Damn. Then there was also photos of the contents of the garage 
sorry. Photos of the contents of the garbage can found in the slaughterhouse, which held more of more Mona Wilson. The jury, the jury came back um, with not guilty on first degree, but guilty of second degree. Oh my God! Please tell what? me how this can be second degree murder. Why did they come with second degree? I mean, did. Maybe he, maybe they didn't feel like he wanted to do it in his heart of hearts, eh? Oh, I'm don't, pretty just sure. Because we're talking about Canadians, don't act just, like you're Canadian, Ricky. That is not going to happen. Do not a anybody. My mom's Canadian. Calm down. Ricky's not. Yeah. Calm down. But I, but I know firsthand. <laughs> his mother-in-law is a Jersey Canadian. Yeah, so I am just kidding though, on all real. But anyway, <laughs> on all real. Um, on all, on real. all real. I, I mean, the, it was okay. So Robert got life in prison without prison. Robert got life in prison without possibility of parole, which was 25 years. Oh, that was man. the max. His <laughs> conviction was appealed on Robert's acquittals on first degree murder. The sentence wouldn't be different, so victims' families were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just let it go. Um, then, to counteract that, I guess his defense wanted an appeal seeking a new trial on six counts of second degree. The court dismissed defense appeal. Really not sure what the fuck this fool ended up with. I think it stayed second degree murder. Because on there, because on there, it was on Wikipedia only says six charges of murder. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, that's not what you say. I don't. On the murderpedia, it's different. He's the pig killer, isn't he known as the pig killer? No, it's on me. Yes, I believe you're right. The pig farmer killer because he fed some of his victims to pigs. But have you seen so him in, in jail eating? Yeah. He got the what? coronavirus. <laughs> All right. Um the court the court dismissed defense's appeal. Really not sure what the fuck this fool ended up with. I think it stayed second degree, but as for the other twenty, he got first degree. So the first six, I don't know. The 20, he got first degree murder. He was not charged for the Jane Doe, though. So the one that nobody claimed or nobody knew who it was, he didn't get um, charged for that. Hmm. People after that came forward and... I think it was one lady was said um, what was going on at the farm. One woman said she saw Robert skinning a woman hanging from a meat hook years earlier. Oh, lovely. And she was scared for her (laughs) life. So that's why she didn't say anything. Fucking Canadians. Um, 
Um, she even used this info to blackmail him several times. Oh no! Yes. Why would he just kill her? These are so fucked up. I can't even. I can't. Um, there was a film, and he wrote an autobiography, and that's the end. He wrote an autobiography about his own life. Sure did. Like before or after he was already arrested? I'm not sure. Rest arrested. I'm not sure. I said rested. And I got my sources from Wikipedia. Yeah. Murderpedia. That dude was fucked up. I mean, yes, he was. He was. He was pretty fucked up. He was up. pretty bad. And he got off pretty light. I mean, exactly. as far as Canadian That's why I don't standards go. It. Like, uh, compared to Eileen Wernos, mm-hmm. he got off way light. She got six life, or I'm sorry, death sentences. Six death sentences. Doesn't make like, any sense. Doesn't make any he few, sense. He got like 25 years. So, yeah, that was Robert Picton. Um, I don't even. Bad dude. Yeah. Sorry. That's a bad dude. Was, I mean, and the thing about it is, if he was in America, they would have they would have fried oh, him hell yeah. immediately. I don't like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was too late. Injection him quickly. You know what I, I mean, mean? Okay, okay. So, Canada, so that like, first, that first, um, sex worker. They started locking their doors after that. That first sex worker that got handcuffed by one handcuff and stabbed and stabbed him back. Yes, 1998. Damn. They let him so go. Like, oh. That was just a, a spousal disagreement. That wasn't spousal because she was a sex worker. Oh, 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 right, right. That was just a prostitute's press bat. Ricky, like, are you are you they now let him go. speaking a different language or are you still And people say no, 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 like, I'm dude, you should check him to be out. Canadian. Because he's fucked Sorry, up. Sorry. Canada. They How didn't. did you feel about it? How did you feel about covering him? Were you interested? Did you about him? Yeah. Yeah. Totally interested because he's totally like Buffalo Bill kind of thing. I didn't like my guy. He's... Sorry. My guy was kind of boring. But there wasn't enough information on him. Like his, I want to know more about childhood. Why the why the why? Where you like temper? See, that's what I thought about uh, Picton, but I guess it ended up being okay. Yeah, Picton's good. I mean, he was pretty rowdy. You know, I mean, he got away with a lot. Sorry, and I gave you a shit person. It's okay. I kept it brief. I didn't want to go on. You know, I kept it a short story because there was there wasn't a lot of information. I watched news clips on him and stuff, and it, it's it's a fine. It, it was an interesting story. It just was short. There's not a lot of info because he didn't actually get a lot of. <laughs> it was a, it was a fine, fine story. Uplifting. It was a fine English child Sunday afternoon. Cereal. <laughs> what did you? Something you said. You child cereal. Yes, child serial killer. It was worth some words. For some words. Shannon, something yeah, I, was, I said. I was listening. I'm sorry to change the subject, but I was listening to a past episode. It was one that we just did recently, either the one we just did or the one before. And you were talking, you said something about Ricky was sharing a story and you said, My lady. Oh, yeah. Which I had to rewind that like seven times and laugh over and over. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. My lady. Come, come, my lady. What did you do last weekend? It wasn't, I don't think it was last week. I think it was a week before. <sighs> Motherfucker. He doesn't know. 
He doesn't. Of course, he doesn't listen to us. He doesn't listen. Wait, to what's happening, my lady? Come, come, my lady. When you said my lady, you want butterfly sugar, baby? Come, my lady. Nope, come, come, my lady. You want butterfly sugar, baby? Bad teachers, was it? Oh no, don't play. Oh, it was. Bad, bad medicine. Ricky. So you want to do an outro? Yeah. Yeah, I do want to. I do want to do a shout out. And we're gonna do a what? What? Um. Just Israel keys or what? We don't know yet. Let's let's have you guys watch it since you're in quarantine. Quarantine. Watch mm-hmm. the oxygen documentary. Do some research. Let me know. Um. Because yeah. I don't have time to do that because I, I, you know, still have to like fucking do all this crazy work shit and stuff, but I have 10 hour days still, but, um, <clears throat> let's do an outro. I want to do a shout out. What'd you do? My lady. I don't know. Shout out. My lady. I'm going to do another shout out. Okay. So guys, I want to do a shout out on my friend. She has been trying to get pregnant for years and years and years, as long as I've known her. And every single month she's sending me like pee sticks. Like, does it look like it has a fine line? And I'm like, yeah, it does. And then she'd go to the doctor and get like a negative blood result. And just the other day, she sent me a picture of her being pregnant, a confirmed note from the doctor. Yes. And let me whisper to, to you, Shannon, who it is. You know who she is? Oh, hell yeah. Yes, girl. We love you. Yay, I'm so happy for you. We will not announce. We will not announce because we are going to respect the fact that you got to get through the first trimester, but I'm excited. I cried a lot and I'm super excited and I love you and you're going to be the best mom and you know who you are. If If you're super tired, you're doing it right. Yeah. And if your boobs are throbbing and your nipples feel like they're going to fall off, just wait till you breastfeed. <laughs> the second <laughs> trimester is the funnest time ever. If it's your first baby. By the fourth baby, it all fucking sucks. True. True, 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 true. <laughs> true, true. Congrats. True, 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 true. Congrats. We love you. Congratulations. And, to, and by the way, we did a first take on this and I name dropped on accident. Well, actually, yeah, I did. I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was anyways me and shannon our initial shannon's initial reaction Much was love. like screaming she was like oh my god no way uh, that was her initial reaction when i said how do you know you girl but um yes but you do through the show i'm excited for you she's one of our number one fans so we love you anyways you got a shout out guys anybody h-e-b bitch yes oh my god <laughs> they like gave Still me right a, a like a a disinfectant wipe yeah. to wipe my my car and then gave me some uh some really good disinfectant to wipe my hands with afterwards i got one for nick i get ahead of that covid yeah. we're like there that's six feet apart you say when you cuff at me when you cuff at me would you say <laughs> yeah i peed myself a little when bit when you have a little sniffle in your nose <laughs> If you're gonna sneeze, you're gonna sneeze. Sneeze into your eye, Do not cut that. No. Now it's on recording. So, TM. you know, you I have it that. now. Ricky TM. He's trademarked. He's yeah. really, he's really good at making songs. All right, guys. 
Ready to tap out? Tapping. All right. Tap, tap, taparoo. Bye, audience. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, wherever the fuck everything else is. Bye. 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 Bye.